God. Lift them up this morning, church. Hey, I think we can do better than that. Amen, amen. Thank you for joining us this morning and worshiping with us. I want to encourage you, when you come in on Sunday morning, press in. Amen? Press in. I know we all have things that have happened to us this week, this month, this year, this decade. But man, when you hit those doors, when you come in and you press in, let me tell you what it does. Let me tell you what it does. The worship team gets us going. Amen? And then they see us press in, and the worship team's like, wait a second. They're pressing, and I better press in. And then we see them pressing in, so then we press in. And it's this, I told this to Darcy a couple, a couple months ago, it's a symbiotic relationship, amen, where we, we kind of feed off of each other. So I encourage you, press in, amen, press in. A couple quick announcements. First, uh, thank you for joining us. If you're a first-time visitor here, welcome to Reach Church. This is what we do, amen. We worship. We believe in worship. We believe in the word, amen. Uh, and so your first best step on the back, in the back of your chairs in front of you, you'll see a little QR code. If you want to click on that, you can download our Church Center app and you can learn more about Reach Church, some of the activities that are going on. And we've got a couple quick announcements that we'll just run through. Uh, Pastor Derek and Angie are in Florida uh, this week ministering down there. Uh, so keep them in your prayers as they're continuing to travel. Uh, it's still hurricane season. And Pastor Derek's like, oh, no. I don't know if I'm coming down here again during hurricane season, bro. Uh, so keep them in your prayers. Uh, they'll be back uh, hopefully next weekend. Uh, this month, speaking of Pastor Derek and Angie, uh, October is Pastor Appreciation Month. So if you'd like to bring a card for them, a gift card, whatever you'd like to do, we'll have a basket at the back each and every Sunday where you can give them a thank you note, you know, tell them that you're praying for them. Whatever that might be. So thank you for that, uh, for doing in that. Ladies. Ladies. The ladies have a murder mystery coming up on the 21st. So guys, let me tell you how, how we're going to help. That's in, the, that's in the morning. We're going to help with the kids in the morning. Amen. We're going to get them ready. Amen. We're maybe we'll make them some breakfast. Amen. Uh, before football starts. Amen. Uh, my team squeaked by. Hey, any port in a storm, that's all I'll say. Um, so, guys, help our ladies. Amen. Get them out of the house so they can come and be blessed. Guys, are you good with that? Amen. Thank you, all two of you. Uh, appreciate that. Uh, thank you for being involved this year with all the great things that we've got going on. Uh, with the VBS that we got to do and the, the youth ministry that we've done, the young adults. It's because you've partnered with us and with God in your giving, and thank you for that. Uh, you know, we talk about tithes and offerings here. If you want to go above your tithes and offerings this month, all month long, we're doing Operation Christmas Child. So on your seats, there's a QR code where you can give to, the, give to that above your tithes and offerings. If you are like Kelly and I, we, we've got boxes in the back and you can pack those and bring those in. Uh, so Kelly and I, uh, just a quick funny story. Kelly and I always take a box each and she, she fills her box and then I fill my box and then she corrects my box. It's funnier than that. 
because my box is not cool. I mean, my box is cool for me. Uh, but grab a box uh, on your way out. Uh, get that filled up. We'll start bringing those back. Of course, there are four ways to give uh, here at Reach Church. You can text to give at 84321. You can give at the back at the kiosk. You can use our church center app, uh, or you can go to reachchurchnetwork.org. Thank you for being involved. Amen. Let's pray over our offering this morning. Heavenly Father, thank you for all that you're doing in our lives, in that you're doing to us and through us and allowing us to be a blessing to those around us, Father God. Thank you for blessing us so that we can be a blessing to others. We love you and we worship you this morning. In Jesus' precious name, and everyone said, amen. Oh, we do have one more thing. Levi. Does everybody know Levi? Give it up for Levi. All right. Well, good morning, everybody. Hey, coming up real quick for all of our preteens and you students, you kids in front make some noise. Come on. Come on. You guys are louder at Breakaway. Come on. So coming up on October 22nd, we're having our Halloween party. Uh, so at our 1030 service during the morning, the preteens are going to have a fun time back there with their costumes, uh, food, and also a pumpkin launcher. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, and then it's coming up that night at 6 p.m. for all of our youth students. Uh, we're having the same exact thing, but we're upping it up to 11. Uh, there's going to be prizes. There's going to be food games so much more bring a friend or two or three because you guys will not regret it as well but it's going to be an awesome opportunity for them to have fun during this holiday season but also to bring their friends to something that they're excited about and they can get excited about because everybody needs jesus and we believe that here at reach church uh we're going to reach in reach up and reach out this is our reaching out so bringing people into the church in a fun and exciting way but man you guys do not want to miss it october 22nd 10.30 for preteens, 6 p.m., almost at 7, 6 p.m. Uh, for our REACH students, youth as well. But man, we're so grateful and thankful that you guys are here with us this Sunday morning. Why don't you take a second, greet your neighbor, turn to somebody you don't know, say hello. Uh, and at this time, we're also going to be releasing our preteens as well. Cat, raise your hands in the back. Preteens, you guys can stand up, make your way to the back corner. All right, let's go ahead and kill that music. Y'all can still keep saying hello to your neighbor. It was like we wanted energy for that moment, and I picked the wrong song because now you want to cry or go to sleep. Welcome to church. <clears throat> hey, well, my name is Joseph. Pleasure to meet you. I am the creative pastor here, but I actually don't need to, nor would I want to do it alone. My wife, Lindsay, say hello. Hello, guys. Good is morning. also a creative pastor, so can we welcome her to the stage? Let's get a seat. <clears throat> we get to sit today. This is fun. Yes. Also, I may not know what to do with myself after talking to you guys, so yeah. we'll see what happens. So We all can fidget, and it's okay. <laughs> yes. So for those of you looking at this being like, are they about to do therapy? Don't worry about it. It's going to be fine. It's fine. We're all good. We, uh... <laughs> yes, exactly. Passionate conversation. Does anybody else have passionate conversations out there? Hands up. Yeah. Hey, um, so this morning, again, we want to do something a little bit different. 
we enjoy having uh, conversations um, during what we call sermon time. So I just want to encourage you, if you feel led, you can say, mmm, and ah, and oh, that's so good. We, we do encourage that. And it's not just for our confidence, okay? It's just. partially for that. Just. But secondly, um, I have found, after doing this for so many years, that the more engaged you are, the more you'll remember. Yeah, so I encourage you, even if you're like, man, I feel like I just got to wake up. I'm going to say amen randomly. I'd say go for it. It's going to be fine today. Awesome. Hey, well, I'm going to pass We're it. We're off to a good start. Yes, I'm going to pass it <laughs> off to you. Are you ready to go? Let's go. You guys Let's ready? Go. Yeah. Let's go. All right, so first things first is we are going to talk a little about, about what we talked about last week. Um, if you weren't here last week, this is why we're going to do a quick recap. And also, it's on YouTube and Facebook. So you can go back and watch it, okay? Oh. Boo. And go comment on that. It'll be a thing. It'll be fine. <laughs> so recap on last week. We talked about, does anyone remember what we talked about? Convictions. I heard it. I heard it. Convictions. And Joe's title was on, Joseph's title was on, you must and you can. <laughs> they remembered. I'm so proud of you guys. Well done. Well done. You must and you can. And what we talked about was, um, are there times, we asked the question, are there times where you've been doing something and you, you're trying to stop doing something, like a bad habit or, or whatever you would consider a bad habit, and you can't? I don't can't have any bad habits. At all. Zero. None at all. It's at all. Passionate conversations. <laughs> and then there's other things, right, that we want to start, and we just can't seem to start it and be consistent at it. You guys, yes? Yes. See, oh, yeah. <laughs> so what we talked about was that you had this phrase that was amazing, that convictions are the most powerful force in the world. Convictions are the most powerful force in the world. And because of that, you must and you can develop them. You must and you can develop them. What that doesn't mean is that we use our feelings and our experiences and the things that we desire that go like this, because they're supposed to go like this, to get something done. Because I would start something in the morning and not be done like 30 minutes later. It's, it's a thing, right? We need convictions to do that. And your definition of conviction was amazing. Conviction, the definition is deep Seated belief, so certain that even when you don't feel like it, you do it anyway, right? So the thing we didn't talk about last week is the how to do it, how to work out those convictions, and what to do. So did you notice... Um, that when we don't talk about what to do, you can have this like great idea and a deep-seated belief and it still go nowhere. I had this with my laundry this week. <laughs> Amen. Amen. 
we had, we were in the same room and we had a, we have six people in our family and there was a pile of six people's laundry. And I'm not the only one who does it. Our family pitches in. It's awesome and amazing. But I have this deep-seated belief that mostly, sort of, kind of, most of the time, people should wear clean clothes. Amen. Amen. But if I don't have a strategy to outwork my deep-seated belief that you should mostly, sort of, kind of, most of the time have clean clothes, then that pile of clothes is going to keep sitting there. And it sort of did this week. So what we're going to talk about today is strategy. And the title of our message is strategize. Write this down if you're taking notes. Strategize your Christian life. Yeah, because, you know, I loved your story of uh, laundry and whatnot, and I heard a lot of ums and ahs, and again, love that, leaning in this morning. You know, we want to talk about this morning, how does that apply to your uh, church attendance? You know, would you consider it a strategy, or do you just kind of get there whenever an emotions do this? Um, what about Bible reading? And then the Bible also talks a lot about this thing called community, like finding groups, you know, your people, getting in with them. And this morning, we want to pose it as a question and a little bit of a challenge is, you know, what if, oh, do we have reverb going on? Yeah, can you turn that off to pull down the FX fader, please? It's one of the benefits hey, hey, hey. of being so close. I'll just close. do that the, the, whole, the whole time. I'll just be your FX. Go, 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 go. 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 Hi, like a hype man. That would be amazing. Um, <laughs> so, again, I love your, your uh, story, and you were sharing, you know, like how without a strategy, it doesn't get done, and in the uh, quote-unquote church world, one of the things that's really interesting is that sometimes you could say you have a strategy, but the results don't show, and that's what we're going to talk about this morning. So let me share with you some uh, interesting stats, and I had to go with this, New Year's Day, Okay. So research suggests that 9% of Americans who make resolutions complete them. Yeah. Just yeah. say no. <laughs> yeah, I hear other people being like, are you sure it's not lower? I'm like, yeah, these are probably inflated, but let's keep going anyways. It's okay. In fact, research shows that 23% of people quit their resolution by the end of the first week. And then I thought this was a great stat. 43% quit by the end of the first month, January. So day one, woohoo, resolution, yes, and 30 days later, no. <laughs> but what's interesting is this tells us, as Lindsay and I had a chance to pray and talk this week, that's, it shows a lack of strategy because we all know what's happening. If I make a resolution back here, I genuinely believe, like, you wanted to do it, right? You didn't lack the conviction initially. But you got to it, and so many circumstances, time got so tight, so many things happened that suddenly, by the end of the month, you're out. That's the kind of strategy that we're talking about this morning because we think that if you get the strategy right according to the Bible, especially for this thing called the Christian life, you will see results. And it's not because, you know, we're magical humans or anything like that. It's quite the contrary. God is faithful. Amen. And he says that he who promised a good, uh, began a good work in you is faithful to what? Complete it. So why the waffling? Right? 
So our challenge this morning is each and every one of us is here for a reason, which tells us, Lindsay and I, that we think you believe God has a purpose for your life. And it's somehow bigger than just you, right? It's God's purpose in your life, but also his purpose through your life. And what we're saying is if you don't learn how to use these convictions, these deep-seated beliefs that you can begin to develop, then you won't see it. So here's one of the most important points for today. What is strategy? We want to define it for you, and it's this. It's God's game plan for your convictions. We would define strategy as God's game plan for your convictions. You can hop in. You going to go? I can hop in? Yeah. I think it. you have a good story that uh, I really I like that your mom told me and also you told me and yes. you should say. So I, I tell a lot of short jokes and it's not like there's like this weird deep embedded insecurity in me. Okay, full disclaimer. That's not what's happening. I just, I don't want to take myself too seriously. Like there's so many other things in life that could feel serious. I like to tell jokes and have a good time. So I'm going to tell you a story. Does that sound good? Anyone familiar with this, what we, um, I don't even know if it's actually called this in Colorado, but I'm going to say it anyways. Anyone heard the term Pop Warner? What is it? Little League Football. Um, and back when I played, I don't even know if this is the case, but it was full contact. Like helmets, the whole deal. <laughs> I know my mom's in the audience somewhere. She's like, oh boy, those were days. <laughs> Watching me run, being like, is he alive? You know? Yep. <laughs> And, and for those of you that are wondering, like, how does that work? So check this out. You sign up. You're on a team. It's usually age-based. But to keep a kid like me from being utterly crushed by someone who happens to be the same age but 210 pounds and six foot six, you have this thing called making weight. So no matter what your age is, you get moved up if you're a certain weight and you get kept down. Well, I was very fortunate because one of the teams that I signed up for was amazing. I didn't know that. I joined them their second year together. And I couldn't make weight. So the first two games, uh, when you don't make weight, you don't get to play. Well, if we're going to talk about game plan here, like, even though I was new, I was getting good, I was a starter. So they were like, you have to figure out how to make weight. You need to play. So I was like, okay, I'll figure it out. And I'll never forget, my coach comes up to me and says, hey, you know, we're going to have a strategy for you. To gain weight, you have to eat this many calories. It's just math. The hard part is you can't burn this many while you eat it. You tracking with me? And I was really active, so that was really hard. And so we tried a couple of things. Uh, the next week, I'll never forget, just in case I wasn't right, my coach comes up to me and says, hey, come here, come here. And they, they always call me Rangel. My last name is Rangel. I don't mind if you get it wrong. They go, hey, Rangel, come here. So I, yes, coach, uh, here. And he hands me um, a bunch of fishing weights. Yeah. <laughs> you remember this. And he puts them in my cleats and says, okay, now go. And I'm like, this is cheating. Ah, it's going to be fine anyway. So <laughs> get on the scale. I make it. And the next week, we, we had heard the people who take the weight figured out that we had cheated just post. And he goes, hey, let me see your cleats. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, I've, I've lost the extra weight that I needed. But on top of that, like, I'm underweight because cleats have weight. So... Um, my coach goes, hey, you got 10 minutes to hit this many calories because you're a half a pound or under. And I'll never forget, I went and I chugged it. I did it. And I made weight. So I got to play. We won. It was all awesome. But the reason I tell you this story is that <clears throat> strategy has all these forces pushing on it, right? 
Like, even if you know, you sometimes got to have a well-rounded strategy, amen? And when it comes to the Christian walk, that's what we want to talk about today. So I'm going to get ready to hand it over to Lindsay, but we're going to read from the Bible. That's where you're going to go, right? Get to Could read the Bible. Turn, Let's read the Bible. Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24 is where we're going to start. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24. And if you don't have a Bible with you or some on your phone, it's being weird, it'll be on the screens. All right, let's do this. 1 Corinthians 9, 24 through 27. Do you not know that in a race, all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Strategy. Strategy. <laughs> Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. Strategy. Strategy. They do it to get a crown that will not last. But we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Conviction. Amen. Therefore, I do not run like someone Running aimlessly, no strategy. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air, no strategy. No, I strike a blow to my body and I make it my slave, strategy. So that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. Go for it. Yeah, I don't know about you, but I'm a visual guy, so if I read the Bible, I try to picture it so I stay interested. Um, and not because the Bible is boring, but boy, does my mind like to run. So I have to think that. But can you picture with me running aimlessly? What do you think of? Yeah. So <laughs> I, I'm actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go a little off script real quick. I ran into something, and if you don't know what it is, I'll explain it very quickly. But I'm curious. I found out that there's this viral thing going off uh, the last month or so called the uh, invisible danger prank. Have you guys heard of this yet? Yes. You guys yes. Got, okay. <laughs> Give me hands just so I could see, like, how many now? Okay, only Good a, truly a couple. So here's what it is. It just I need you to picture aimlessly before we get to um, this boxing metaphor. Essentially, it would be uh, if Lindsay was doing something at home and I was in the vicinity, I randomly just scream as loud as I can like there's danger. And it's hilarious because as a social experiment, assuming it's safe, they automatically match your energy. So if I, oh, oh my God, oh my God, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? <laughs> but that's the idea of invisible danger, uh, the prank. And to me, that's kind of like running aimlessly, right? You know there's danger, so but you do not have a strategy. You're just, woo, 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 not sure what's going to happen. But on the flip side, the, uh, the verse you read, uh, it says, I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. And if we can roll this clip really quick, I'd like for you guys to see uh, how cool this actually looks. Get and into your stance. Make a small target, turn sideways. Okay. You see this guy here staring back at you? Yeah. That's your toughest opponent. Every time you get into the ring, that's who you're going against. I believe that in boxing, and I do believe that in life. Okay? We throw a jab in the jaw. All right, one to the gut. Now, every time you punch this guy, what's he doing? He's throwing one back at him. That's right. So either you block it, slip it, or get out of the way. 
So. I'll leave you two alone for a while. Good luck. Yeah. Yes. Good, good call. <laughs> Did you notice, and this is why we wanted to show you that clip, he moved with purpose. He had intention. So in regards to this thing, the Christian life, learning to become more like Jesus, are you showing up and know, like even today, like what's your intention? Do you have an expectation that God can and will move and you know he's gonna? That's moving with purpose. You, you hear me? Go for it. It would be a really, really short movie if he never got in the ring. Right? Like this is so inspirational and Shadowbot, like he's like, he's going for it, but he's going for it because he has a purpose and the purpose is to get in the fight and get in the ring. And so we were just thinking about this the other day, like a two hour long movie of it, just him shadow boxing would like get really old really fast, right? Well, and everything is a trilogy <laughs> now these days, right? Could you imagine the dude or lady in her basement and there's no climactic fight scene? Like, what do you do? <laughs> so the whole like Nike just do it. Don't, don't just do it. Don't just do it. Don't just do it. They, Nike was wrong. And if you're watching this, you were wrong, okay? <laughs> and the other thing that was really interesting in this is clip is um, when he was going with this strategy, like it took little adjustments. Did you catch that? Like do this, and then it was sprinkle a little bit more, sprinkle a little bit more. And so our, our, our point on this, just as a reminder, to kind of kick things off, now that we're talking God's game plan for your um, convictions, is to don't just shadow box. Don't just and not show up. This is the, the call of the, the Christian life is so interesting to us because it's God's best for you, through you, but not limited to you. Amen. In other words, and, and I hope maybe for someone in this room, this may be the first or a new idea that you're hearing where your salvation experience saying, Jesus, be Lord of my life, I want to follow you, was never intended to stay with just you. Hmm. It goes further than you. It's about as he's changing you, you have what we call full participation in the things of God. Amen? Hmm. And so this morning, again, we're going to dive down into some things. I'm like, well, what does that regimen uh, ultimately look like? So quick, quick question, and this is something for you to, if you're a note taker, to write down. This is something to process is a question. We have two questions for you to start asking yourself as we start to live our life with strategy. First question, how many of us or am I running aimlessly? Check yourself. How <laughs> How many of us, or am I, shadow boxing without purpose? You might be with purpose, but we need to check ourselves and see where we are. Yeah? Let, let me, because I know where we're going to go with that. Let me share something. This is, for me, I want to be vulnerable with you, a realization that I've recently had in the last, like, five or six years if you've been in the church around that time, there's been this big push, no matter what kind of, typically what kind of church you go to, where there's a big push for your growth. 
Like, you need to grow. And there's so much truth in that, right? But I think unintentionally, the church as a whole, doing our best, has sent us the message as followers of Jesus that growth is the purpose, but it's not. Growth is a purpose, but it's not the purpose. Growth is good, but the purpose of growth, since it's not the end, is that you would show up for what God has for you, and you would actually be able to achieve it. So it goes beyond that. One of the things that you'd mentioned this week to me, and we thought it was so interesting, we love that as a church family here in this room, I would like to say we are very aware of the spiritual realm. Like a lot of us have experienced things that are hard to explain. You could even say like spiritual warfare. And I know we know that God can win. So I've seen people pray and and talk, and that's all really, really good. What we wanted to quickly do before we get to our next point is explain or just really encourage. That's probably a better way to say it, to encourage. The point of getting through that battle is not a gold star. Hey, you did it. You made it. It's so that you will stay a contributor to God's kingdom. Yes, amen to that. Because what happens is we can get, I mean, and I can get so focused on myself if I'm going through something hard and life is hard, amen? Mm. Because of that, it's so crucial. And this is why I love that we're talking about it this weekend. We need to always realize that purpose is contribution. It's not just to get through the trial. It's so that you don't get taken out. Because what did that verse say at the top? It said something like, so that you are not disqualified. Isn't that so, so interesting? So God's game plan for your convictions, the strategy is this. And this is where you'd say like the, the main points. Like what do I do with it? What is his game plan? Number one, train like a champion. Train like a champion. We'd like to go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24, but we're going to flip versions. We're going to go into the message. All right, here we go. 1 Corinthians 9, the message version. You've all been to the stadium and seen the athletes race. We've all seen on TV some form of athleticism, whether it's Olympics or football or whatever it is, yeah? All right. Everyone runs. One wins. Run to win. All good athletes train hard. Strategy again. They do it for a gold medal that, tramp, uh, that tarnishes and fades. You're after one that's gold eternally, which is our conviction. I don't know about you, but I'm running hard for the finish line. I'm giving it everything I've got. No lazy living for me. I'm staying alert and in top condition. Champion. Champion. I'm not going to get caught napping, telling everyone else all about it and then missing out myself. I've totally done that before when I'm like, this is the most awesome movie, guys. Let's go sit down and watch it. And then five minutes later, I'm... You're napping. So we're not doing that. But you never, absolutely not. <laughs> Me never. Hey, is there anyone in here that feels like they, they have like a decent rotation in the gym, like works out a little bit? All right, nice. Okay. Be proud. Well done. Good. You can be, Good. Proud, be proud, proud of this. Yes. Um, I'm jealous. Okay. <laughs> but proud of you. And here's why I wanted to say that. Have you ever been or seen then maybe in a movie, if, if you're not a gym person, all good, the person coaching the person, but the person coaching the person is like way out of shape? But the person getting the coaching, you're like, hmm, 
You've seen this? <clears throat> what I love about what you just read is that's what this is talking about, the not missing out. Mm. Train like a champion. Take care of yourself first. And we're going to talk about what's after that in a, in a moment. So we wanted to throw out there <clears throat> excuse me, this idea. You know, does that explain or uh, what, what describes your strategy? And I'll just highlight some of the phrases. Running to, uh, run to win. Highlight these. These are in the Bible. If you have like an app or something like that, it'll highlight it mm-hmm. or physically highlight it. Running hard for the finish line. Giving it everything I've got. Mm. Lazy living. Staying alert. And I love the, that's why we read this version, top condition. Hmm. You know, the good news is, is if that doesn't describe your strategy and as we're talking about it, hmm. you're realizing, you know what? I do, quote unquote, just show up. I just shadow box and I'm not trying to go through the motions, but like, I don't really get it. It's not too late. And that's why we wanted to talk about it this morning is that you should change your mindset and say, you know what? I'm down to turn around, uh, stand up, turn around and say, you know what? I want to learn how to train like a champion. And now that we understand like that commitment, because it's got to start there. And that Mm -hmm. is what God wants, because that's what we read, right? Train like a champion. The next question is where? And this leads us to our next point. Train within community. See, because if we just stop right there, train, we all see creed and we go, bro, I can go to the mountains so hard. I can do me and Jesus. And that's not wrong. Like that investment needs to happen but you aren't contributing when it's just you. Hmm. There was, um, I didn't know this for a long time, and then some, a a pastor brought this up, and it blew my mind. Have you ever heard the term, all I need is God? You guys heard that term before? You've sung it. Or said that term, all I need is God. I know, I know. So before I like, in and of itself, we are here because of God, right? We've solidified that. We're good on that. What's interesting to me is when you go back, even when you go back to Genesis, the very first book of the Bible, when God created everything, he made everything just right. And he said, it is good. And then he made Adam and he said, it is good. And so Adam and him are in the garden. They're doing life. Adam's got all the animals, all the things. They're doing great. God, while in the garden with Adam, they're in perfect community, the most perfect community that could ever exist because God is actually there with Adam. God turns to Adam and says, it is not good for you to be alone. Wait a minute processing but God's there so what he said it is not good for you to be alone God has made us from the very beginning to be plan a for each other he is here he hasn't gone anywhere yes it's us and him but it's us together and him I love that huzzah Huzzah. Give me some huzzah, guys. Huzzah. <laughs> Inside joke. Ask me later. I'll explain. Nailed it. Or you can just get on it and not know what's going yeah. on and it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well done. So 
there's a verse, there's another verse that I'm going to read that goes along with that. We have a lot of verses. And yeah. they all point to the same thing, which tells me something. The Bible is good. That the Bible is good. And the Bible is trying to get a message hey, across. And as you get there real quick, one of the things, just again, a little reminder, because again, I'm a visual person. This may help someone in the room. Um, when you feel like, again, you're given all that investment in yourself, but the community is a little hard to find, because we want to acknowledge that, that, you know, finding your people can take some effort. But if you train like a champion, right, you'll see it through. But this idea of fighting back on that myth that all I need is, is God. It's a, it's a neat um, analogy, I think that's what I'm looking for, that you are always to be dependent on God. And, not or or if, and interdependent on people. And if you look at that, what shape is that? Cross. Oh, yeah. I heard it. And that's, again, just for me, at least a visual. But it it's always reminds time. me because I, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes after a long day, I need alone time. Ooh, right? If you want the best version of me, you got to give me some time. But, again, there's a time and a place for that. So we're not saying don't do that, but we are saying this idea of Christianity in isolation is a myth. It's a, it's a misunderstanding, I think, of an incredible truth on the power of God. And we believe as Reach Church that God wants to work through you, not despite you. Like, he knows your weakness. He, he, he knows all the things you're dealing with. And that is a beautiful picture that God's like, hey, I'm still for you. But we always measure uh, or we give our best because he can work through that. So we, we, we keep showing up. I know you were going to read. Go ahead and go yes, for it. Yes, Hebrews 12.1. More ammo for your backpack here. Therefore, since we, circle, highlight, exit, star it, we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us... Also lay aside every weight and sin that clings so closely and let us run with perseverance the race, we've heard that in another verse already, that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. Should I read the quote? Okay, there's this yeah. cool quote, all right? Super awesome quote. Look it up on your own time. It is by Molly Marshall. She's a theologian, and she wrote this. Ministry is not about heroic individuals, but about forming a thick bonds of love and friendship that can sustain gospel work. Huzzah. It is the only way congregations can make their way forever forward today as they become the gospel together. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. I know, in case you're wondering, we had the same response in our living room when we read this. It was like, Ooh. yes, oh my gosh, I'm so pumped. In a time when faithful Christian witness is ever harder to demonstrate, we need friends to walk the pathway with us. We cannot be countercultural without a sustaining community. Amen. 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 Absolutely. Whew. Whew. Huzzah, and, huzzah. I was looking up from, from this vantage point, reading that text, being like, okay, why did... 
Paul, who wrote 1 Corinthians, give this metaphor of training hard? Why was that the strategy? <clears throat> and so I did a bunch of research and, and studied a bit. And what I realized is the book of Corinthians was written to a church where their community had broken up. It had fallen apart. Mm. The things they were doing in isolation and whatnot just was not good. And I think it's so fitting today because that quote point, uh, highlighted, it is hard to have a sturdy Christian witness in various places. Amen. Mm. it's so important that we find the best way forward in those scenarios. And because of that, we love talking about strategy because you should think through it. It doesn't matter that your job is saying, hey, no Jesus at all here. Nothing stops you from being kind. Mm. So differently that they're like, hey, there's something about you. Mm. There, there's nothing stopping. There's no rules against that. The Bible even goes on to say it this way. Against those things, kindness, patience, there is no law. There's no limitation. There's no cap. So we want to acknowledge that, you know, we get the benefit of, of being able to do this the way that we do this, and we don't have some of those struggles because I'm hanging out and talking with other pastors. But I worked in the quote-unquote secular workplace, and it's hard. So for us to come to a place together to say, hey, train like a champion and, you know, do it within community, we mm -hmm. would highly, highly just encourage you, like in circles like this, find your people do life. And the question we want to ask is this. Maybe you're here looking for community or you're here and you have it, but the question's kind of the same. Does that community sustain you or does it drain you? On the flip side, maybe you're in community in this case. Do you sustain people or do you drain them? If we as a body, and I believe, again, we're doing a great job, but we're just talking about getting better. If we could figure that out, groups will grow. Who doesn't want to go to a place where they feel sustained and not drained? <laughs> I got plenty of other places in my life that I, I don't need another draining circle, to be honest. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. You know, um, and I can call it this little soapbox. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get on one, okay? I'm going to do this. <laughs> well done. Because well, I had this in my notes, like, hey, you know, do this if it feels right. It feels right right now. We talked about this idea of seclusion, right, or the Christian life in isolation. It really is a myth. Mm. At least I touched on it. But I wanted to break it down real quick. God's given me a dream or us a dream as a family. And the tendency is to hyper-focus. And when we do this, I feel like we choke out God's dream. And here's what I mean by that. God has a plan and purpose for the world, which we're all a part of, but mm. it's like way bigger than just our family. Yep. The best way to tackle this idea of, well, what if, if you're going to measure, how is my dream? Like, is it in alignment with God? Is make sure your dream is housed within God's dream. Mm. The Bible says, love people and all these things and it, you know, for some of you in, in the room, maybe it's like trying to get a house with crazy interest rates. Like there's no, nothing wrong with pursuing that stuff so long as it's outworked in community and it does not lose sight of his ultimate dream and purpose. Mm. This is where things like, and it is why we talk about it in church, and hopefully for you it's not weird because to us it's just an opportunity to get involved. Uh, it's why we talk about things like giving. Mm. Um, Last time I checked, 
you know, Warren, I've had a privilege of getting to know you. I love doing this with you. We're not out trying to buy our fifth house and pimp out our rides. <laughs> we're, we're looking for soup kitchens. We're looking for people who need help. Mm. But could you see how, depending on what our vision is or Pastor Derek's for the church, we can get insulated. Like, well, let's just protect it. And we want to caution those in the house that are like, you know, I, I got a dream, but I'm not really sure if it's uh, the right one. Hmm. Go back to what God wants and edit. <laughs> you know, edit your dream. Is that fair? And that, you teed that up so perfectly. <laughs> Our last, the last point and the most important point goes to that. And it is this. Train to Christ. Yeah. Train to Christ, not aimlessly, but toward who this is all about. Let me say just one thing, and I promise I'll give it back to you. So keep writing that, guys. Um, again, I'm feeling led just real quick to go here. We said it last week, and I think maybe that's why I'm being prompted to say it now, because I haven't said it this way yet. Um, we learn, grow, and contribute in that order. If you learn incorrectly, you'll grow awkward. <laughs> uh, if you grow awkward, your contribution is a little awkward. <laughs> and so say that with me. Learn. Learn. Grow. Grow. Contribute. Contribute. Because as we were talking mm -hmm. about dreams That's and good. being in God's dreams and community and all that, again, the whole point um, is to contribute. So write that in. And I would challenge you that when you show up to church, are you showing up to learn and to grow and contribute? Or are you showing up to just learn? Or, like we stated earlier, are, have you made growth the purpose? Meaning there's no real contribution, right? It's about you and God and just your mm. growth. All right, go for it. I know you're about to tee up some good scripture. More Bible? Let's do it. You ready? All right. Huzzah. Philippians 3. Philippians 3, 12 through 16. It says this. I'm not saying that I have all this together. Amen. There it there is. Go. Honesty. There it is. Yes. Yes. That I have it made, but I am well on my way. I am well on my way. Reaching out for Christ, who is so wondrously reached out for me. Mm. Friends, don't get me wrong. By no means do I count myself an expert in all of this, but I've got my eye on the goal. Strategy. Where God is beckoning us onward, this is it, to Jesus. I'm often running, and I'm not running back. I'm not turning back. That would be weird, running back. That, I mean, that wouldn't we work We either. don't recommend that. No. <laughs> so let's keep focused on that goal. Those of us who want everything God has for us, if any of you have something else in mind, something less than total commitment... God will clear your blurred vision. You'll see it yet. Now that we're on the right check, track, let's stay on it. Amen. Amen. You know, we're asking ourselves, I'm going to state this as again a question for all of us, including us. Does that describe us? Do you want everything God has for you? Hmm. Usually that's not the the, the tricky part. The tricky part is, do you want everything God has for us? 
Yep. Hmm. You know, because when we encourage in this way God's plan A, again, what we're saying is that God could have done everything on his own. He actually, it is true, doesn't need us. But he chose to do that. Like you went back to the beginning of the Bible and he makes man and says, not good, be alone, makes woman. And in our present day, following to where we are now, it's really easy to want to go uh, backwards, as we say, in our mindset and say, you know what? Someone else has got that. You know, mm. not me. Um, and even too, hopefully this does not offend, offend you too much. We also have a tendency when we're not careful to over-spiritualize things. Let it be said, and you can come talk to me afterwards, because I know some, <laughs> one, one or two of you in here will say, that, that's wrong, I want to talk to you. And I would love to still have a conversation about it, and I'm going to say it anyways, and it's this. You don't have to pray about everything. And here, yeah, it's, it's real, but here's why. Because I, I literally had the, fir- the same response when I first heard that. I'm like, uh, okay, first of all, like God needs, like do it with him, dude, right? But if we go back to convictions, this deep-seated belief, I don't have to pray about providing for my family. I don't have to pray about being kind. Should I be kind? Yeah. Ha! The fruit of the Spirit is kindness. He's already given us that. Yeah. And again, it's kind of a play on words, but I wanted to throw that out there because, again, it can be really easy to look at what we're doing and, as I would term it, uh, we would term it, over-spiritualize it. So we're not saying don't pray. What we're saying is that as you get to learn, grow, and contribute, you will begin to realize there's some things that you don't actually uh, pray about, like, should I, could I? It's an expectation in the kingdom. And you can go with purpose. Yes, when you understand the purpose. So my uh, first natural response was, what? (laughs) (laughs) And my encouragement uh, to to you specifically, but any in the room that this might apply to, is that's why I had to find a way, within reason, because again, this is not about manipulating. Please don't hear that. But getting to church as much as you can. We we don't make, um, and I'm going to just be this blunt, we don't make more money because, like, there's more people here. That's not what we're after in that sense. But can you see if it's not about that, wouldn't the impact be bigger if we were all here? Hmm. How much closer can we get to that prize when there's a cloud of witnesses, as the Bible says, cheering you on? Hmm. So we get here and we build this habit, not because, again, it's Derek's great idea. It's, you know, God's vision through Derek. Like it's in the Bible. The Bible straight up says, do not forsake gathering as some do and kind of goes on. But when we say, again, God's plan A, hmm. we are that plan. So if his plan A is gathering, shouldn't you be there? Because we learn, we grow, and we contribute. contribute. So let, let's hmm. summarize it this way. Strategy is God's game plan for your convictions. You're tracking now, yeah? So what do we do with that? We train like a champion train within community, and train to Christ. Mm. So I want you to give them a challenge in a second, but I'll I'll leave you with just this one specifically then now having that uh, on the screens. Um, in In a good way, and be kind to yourself, you should be able to go back to all the things you got going on with you and your family and with, with, with God and with Jesus and stuff like that and take this list to it. You know, is there room for more? 
Um, maybe there isn't. In some ways, that's okay, but are you in isolation? Or are you in community? And is your goal Jesus? You know, the amazing thing about that last point is that it's going to go one of two ways. You're going to feel crushed because you know you will never be Jesus, which is not what the Bible wants you to hear. What the Bible wants you to hear, and my uh, football coach put, put it this really well, mm. if you chase perfection, you will catch excellence. Mm. So you chase Jesus and you find excellence. So if you chase, if you chase perfection, you will catch excellence. And that's how Jesus wants us training to him. It's that motivating factor. You got anything? I don't got anything. That was like, but we're not actually going to because. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so everyone do this with me. Take a deep breath. <clears throat> Here's how we'd like to end because we knew that it was going to be more of a, a chill sermon time, so to speak. And I don't want anyone to necessarily fall asleep too soon. Um, we're going to sing a song in a minute, but I'd like us to stand so we can have a moment. Uh, mm. Would you stand with me if you're able? Let's do it. And also, I got to use coverage because I, I need our keys player. And she's like, do, 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 do. It's magic. <laughs> Hang on. Hang yeah, on, guys. It's magic. Hold on. Uh, thank you for sharing today, though. Can we give Lindsay a hand? Thank you. Huzzah. Proud of you. Huzzah. Thank you, sir. Um, you know, we've been talking a lot about Jesus, Right. It's not missed on us at Reach Church that, that you may not have a personal relationship with him. For those of us that do, again, that message applies directly. Have a strategy. Go at it. Be disciplined. Be intentional. But if you don't know Jesus and you don't have Jesus, it gets a lot harder. Your best efforts won't get you very far according to his word. So what I'd like to do in a minute is we're going to pray. And if you are saying, hey, I want to do that for the first time, I'm going to have you just pray out loud with us, and a lot of us will actually join you. And then on the other side, I want to do this. There might be some of us in the house that you said that prayer a long time ago, but it's been a while since you followed him well. So we're going to pray, and if any of those hit you, we would encourage you to, to pray out with us. And then as a church body, I would love for us to um, pray out loud with me just as a way of remembering what our commitment is, but could you see how that can embolden some people in the room to hear all the faith in the room? So would you pray with me like this? Everyone repeat with me. Say, dear Jesus, I thank you for giving me new life. I make you the Lord of my life. I acknowledge all the wrong I've done and even the stuff I'm not aware of. I know you hear me, and I know you love me. I want to love you well. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. You know, we're gonna sing this song together, and it is our hope that if you came today looking for that little extra, that God provided it through that word, and even now is this last opportunity for you to be able to say, God, I lean in. To say thank you for who you are and what you've done. So as the singers come down, we're going to get ready to worship. Are you guys good to go? Let's do it. Let's worship Jesus.
hold me now in the hands I created the heavens find me now where the grace runs deep as your scars you pulled me from the clay you set me on a rock you called me Lifted up, and my knees know it's all for your glory. That I might stand with more reasons to sing than to fear. You pulled me from the clay, you set me on a rock, you called me by your name. Here I stand, high in surrender, I need you now. Hold my heart, now and forever, my soul cries out. Once I was broken, but you love my whole heart through. Sin has no hope. dead in your way you crushed those angel gates you left no stone unturned you stepped out of that grave shouldered me all the way sing here I stand here I stand high and surrender I need you I was broken, but you love my whole heart through. Sin has no hold on me, cause your grace holds me now. I'll sing, healed and forgiven. Healed and forgiven. Look where my chains are now. Your grace holds me now. Your grace holds me now. Your grace holds me There we go. Hey, I, uh, I clicked it off. That's not on you. Hey, you guys could keep playing. It's all good.
It got like awkwardly quiet, sorry. <clears throat> hey, a uh, real important thing though. So again, first and foremost, we don't take it light that you chose to be here today. We do believe that God will take what you heard today and do what he needs to do with it. If you are a visitor in this place, warm welcome to you. I just simply wanna say on your way out, Cat, uh, if you can wave info booth over here, we got a free gift, no pressure, no strings attached, come by. We'd like to say, hey, we're glad that you're here. Thank you for coming by. Everyone else, we're going to be coming back next week. So invite a friend, and we will see you then. Be blessed. Have a good weekend, guys. Yeah.